right, and we are back with another spectacular episode of Boomer Memes. It's the show you come back to every week because you just can't get enough of my charming personality. And I thank you very much for uh, tuning in. As always, you know, you, you can keep up with all things Boomer Memes um, on Instagram at Boomer Memes Pod. My personal Instagram is Scenic City Slaughter. And my Twitter is I am Sharp Official. All of those, all three of those places have a link tree in the bio with links to everything else. Music I used to make, other podcasts I've been on, everything that is in my world you have access to. Also, there is a link to a new thing I've just launched, and it's not getting any hype yet. It makes me wonder how many of you out there actually care. And so I'm going to cry. It's going to be a sad Christmas for me. But if you want to do something nice for me on Christmas, you can go onto my link tree and join my Discord server, and we can talk about all the cool things that I like to talk about. And, and mostly I'm going to try and convince you to quit Facebook as, as you've heard many times on this show, that's sort of my ongoing campaign is to convince people to leave Facebook because it's garbage trash. I mean, I'm still on Instagram, which is owned by the same company. So I'm, I'm kind of a hypocrite there, but we're working our way through it. We're going to, we're going to find an, we're going to forge a new community guys on discord. So come to discord. It's fun. Uh, specifically mine, join mine, um, links in all the bios I mentioned before. All right. So thanks guys for, uh, coming on to, uh, to, to click on the link and, and be on, be part of the show by listening to it. Um, we're back. Uh, I've got Tanner back with me this time. How you doing, Tanner? What up? I'm doing pretty good. And then also we've got Noah Capadeferro. How you doing, Noah? What up? All right. You sound like a radio DJ. I, <laughs> that was good. You mean I do? No, Tanner. Tanner did. What? Yeah, I did. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. What up? No, I've I've told Tanner for a long time that his uh, calling, his secret calling, is to be a game show host. I yeah, think you, that would be perfect. I think you would crush as a game yeah. show host. What's behind this curtain? Come That's on you. down. <laughs> Hey everybody, we're playing this game and it's a wacky game and I hope everybody's having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Look at these prizes. All right, that's that's my best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so uh I, so I guess I'll keep everybody up with the state of the tape. Um I, I last episode I was by myself. I went into a big deep dive about my insecurities and things, mostly regarding around the taping of uh my new tape I'm sending out. But I did get to see I was over at Tanner's this weekend doing in chaos and uh I did get to see a clip. Good God, I am fat. I mean, I knew I was I was fat. I mean, obviously, you don't miss something like that. Uh, I didn't realize how bad it had gotten, and because I haven't seen myself on on video, and I think the last video uh, set or the last set that I've seen recorded was from 2019. Um, so you know what? It's a good time to notice something like that because. It is, uh, it's New Year's almost. We're almost coming up on a new year, which is the time when everyone makes new resolutions and goals. I think mine, um, is obvious at this point. I gotta, I gotta do some health stuff. I gotta get back. You know, I'm almost 40 and it's, it's getting bad. I need to not, I don't want to go into my forties in this kind of shape because I feel like once you hit that hump, it's going to be 10 times harder to, uh, bounce back. But I think if I do it at 39, it might be a little bit easier. So I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to try that. <laughs> I am quitting beer. I've made that announcement. Um, I'm drinking beer tonight because it's not the new year yet. I'm still going to drink. I'm going to drink liquor, but uh, not not every night. I'm not going to pound yeah. like several 
Mai Tais in an evening. Skinny be, girl martinis. Yeah. Well, I do. I mean, I, so I, I'll show you the bar before we get out of here. We got, we're building a pretty impressive home bar and I've gotten pretty good at making, I can make Mai Tais, uh, Singapore Canada slings. Um, <laughs> I can make a, a pretty good old fashioned. He makes also a really good old fashioned. Yeah. It's, it's getting wild. Uh, we're making all kinds of tiki and, and, and fun classic cocktails up in this, uh, up at the uh, Boomer Memes compound. And uh, it's, it's been a good time. Um, I got some white chocolate liqueur because it's the holidays. Mm. So I'm making some uh, white chocolate martinis. And those are nice. Ooh. But uh, I'm going to do those. Like I said, you know, those will be on special occasions. I'll do maybe, you know, enough to get a good buzz. But I'm not going to sit and pound like seven or eight like I will with beer on a nightly basis because that's all we keep to drink around here. And, you know, also life sucks. And it's good to have beer and be like, you know what? I'm going to forget how much life sucks. And then you wake up in the morning. You're like, oh, it sucks so much worse. But <laughs> that's the thing about getting older. Now, Noah, you're a young guy. How old are you again? 21. 21. Yeah, you're a fresh, fresh. face. You're a fresh <clears throat> face, young buck out in the wild. Uh, I'm a bit of a gray beard. I'm getting a little bit. Not much yet, but it's it's starting to come in. And uh, like when I was 21, I could drink okay, but I bounced back like it was no problem. Um, unless it was a particularly rough night. Um, now that I'm older, I can hang so much harder than I used to be able to hang. But the recovery, like if I'm going to party hard, like I did in my twenties, it take, I have to plan a whole other day of just recovery or it's I, cause I'm worthless. If, if I, if it's like on a work night and I go into work the next day, it's going to be very low productive day. Uh, you know, boss, I hope you're not listening. Uh, <laughs> because if I'm hung, but I mean, you know, after the new year, we're going to hope that those are less frequent. Um, you guys got any uh, goals or, or resolutions, things you want to accomplish in the new year? I'm trying. I, uh, I actually haven't thought about that at all. Yeah, because you, you you still got a lot of life ahead of you. So you're like, I don't need I don't need to accomplish things. I got yeah. plenty of time. Yeah, I generally don't set a New Year's resolution because I don't know. I'm kind of like if you need to change something about yourself, setting it to like some arbitrary day about the measurement of time and time's a flat circle. Yeah. You should be doing so, it every day. Yeah. It's like, just start doing that. If you want to change your life, just start doing it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, my, uh, my convenient excuse is that my birthday is January 3rd. And so it just, mm. it makes sense as a time yeah. of renewal for me in particular. It's a little bit less of an arbitrary. Cause it's like, no, this is a, a brand new literal year for me in my life. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like to, to play along. Um, I, I well, I've got a couple of, I got a couple of resolutions, obviously losing weight, uh, drinking less, uh, exercising more, all those things everyone uh, yeah. says, but, um, I've got a couple others. One is I'm, I'm going to actually uh, try and take comedy seriously. Like I've been on it for 10 years now, but like, I kind of always thought of it as like, I don't care if I get, you know, famous or anything like that. I just want to get good at it. And now I'm actually like, nah, it's kind of shit or get off the pot time. Mm-hmm. And I need to like actually ask people to book me and, and, <laughs> and stuff like that. Where, yeah. And not yourself just out there. Well, like I, you know, I, so I came from music. I did music before comedy. Yeah. And, and uh, I uh, came from a world where it was like kind of rude to ask. Like you did, you, you had to, to some degree, but it was, you didn't like all, you didn't bring it up like, you know, casually. Whereas like, you know, cause if you were a good band, you'd have hype and people would want to book you. You wouldn't need to ask as much. And so like, I feel like I kind of approached comedy with that same thing where I was like, no, I'll get good. And people will want to, want to work with me. But 
the problem is, is it's so competitive because there's so many like whereas a band, it's like, you know, four dudes. So a scene is like considerably it's less individual acts because they've all had to join together. Yeah. Whereas in a comedy scene, every single person is a one man show. Exactly. And so it's like the bookers are going to work with the people who are fresh on their brain, the people who stand out or are beating their door down. And so I'm, I've, I've realized I got to be the guy who beats people's doors down. So that's one of them. Uh, one of my, the other one, uh, the other new year's resolution is I'm going to get everyone pregnant, <laughs> including me, everyone. I didn't say uh, there are no exceptions. I'm getting everybody pregnant. Everybody gets pregnant. 2022. Okay. <laughs> I think it's fun. I, consensual. Everyone's going to be into it. Trust me. Oh, okay. It's 2022. Everyone's going to be like, yes. Yeah. Not not like 2021 where no one's into it. Yeah, <laughs> no. Right now, no one wants to get pregnant by me. But I, but things are going to change. Yeah. Once I get in shape and I Is start getting number? booked more, that number changes at all. Well, it's it does because it's. I mean, even years are more optimistic. You know, people are people are uh, generally in better moods during even years. We got <laughs> fucked out of 2020. 2020 should have been a great year. What are you talking about? What do you mean people are in better moods? <laughs> In even years. You haven't heard that? No. That's a thing. It's the same with dec- <laughs> it's the same with decades too. It's the same with decades uh, too. And even numbered decades, it's generally a more up like it, the pop songs are more like in major keys. Um there's like generally thing there. And then in odd numbered decades, pop songs are more in minor keys. And it's like generally there's a sort of down sort of attitude. And it fluctuates year to year, but it's uh things tend to move in 20 year cycles. Like, trends yeah. and stuff but i, I think i think it, it, you can subdivide that down and even go like okay and i think there's just something that people like balance and so i think when it's an even numbered year people sort of subconsciously tend to be more chill i mean you know you can't you can't say anything's absolutely true but yeah um i think that's bullshit but um I, I was just uh you know maybe that's true um no, it might be bullshit. Uh, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying. No, I'm just, I was just joking around. I mean, you could definitely be right. I don't know anything. I don't have any scientific. This was, I mean, like it's, it might as well be religion, uh, honestly, which I mean, you know, look, I've been saying I should start a cult for a while and I think I'd be good at it. Like what kind? Uh, I see that. And that's, that's, I'm glad you asked because. Yeah, what uh, are you about? Well, so I would want to be a cult. Like the thing about cults is they're all, they always do these cults and then they're like, no, we're not a cult. Yeah. You're going to be honest we're and transparent. A, yeah. We're going to be a, um, an ethical cult. We will be, <laughs> we'll be like, look, people need to belong to something. And that's what this is. It is a cult. Yes. But look, we're just, we're not going to deny it. Like you, 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 you want to join a cult? Come join this. It's going to, it's fun. You have friends. You, I mean, your wives will have to have sex with me per the, the rule or the star will crash into the earth, that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, that just happens though. Right. I mean, are you going to cry about that, dude? It's a cult. Right. That's, I mean, it's, but we, we, you know, that that's, you, you know, you're like, Oh yeah, but I don't, you know, on the one hand, I don't want this, you know, random dude <clears throat> to bang my wife. But on the other hand, I don't want the star to crash into the earth. So <laughs> You know, yeah, you want to ascend. Yeah. Um, What's your, uh, what would it be that you're afraid of that's coming to kill the earth? A star? A star, yeah, or Cthulhu or something. It'll, something it won't be, be Cthulhu. You wouldn't make one up? Yeah, it would be a Cthulhu. It'd be oh, like okay. something like that. It'd be like a thing, gotcha. like a devourer, you know? Yeah. It'd be metal. I, I, generally, everything I, I do is pretty metal. So I think it'd be something like, yeah, this badass, awesome thing is coming, but we got to stop it because it's not going to be awesome to us. Yeah. M- metal, like it's made out of aluminum or? Um, 
steel usually. Um, steel. Yeah. Okay. Um, and a lot of denim and a lot of leather. Oh, gotcha. It's pretty fly. So uh, I got to tell you guys something. I got to confess something I did. I did a naughty thing this weekend. I did something you're not supposed to do anymore. Oh, yeah? I uh, bought the uh, new Louis C.K. special and I watched it. Damn. I gave him my money. I gave that <laughs> goddamn criminal. Uh, they're probably towing your car outside as we speak. Yeah, now that I've mentioned it, well, once this, this episode will go live tomorrow and people will be like, oh, Merry Christmas indeed. And then I'll get shot. Yeah. Um, but I Ian did Sharp found dead. I did watch it. And um, I got to say kind of sucked. Oh, really? Yeah, it wasn't great. It yeah, wasn't. That, that's actually a letdown because I was wanting to watch it. Yeah, I, well, I really loved his last one. That was it. This one was just through his website. Yes. Too, right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That last one was awesome. Yeah. I saw clips from it and it seemed pretty good. I didn't ever get to watch the whole thing. He um, opens up with a. Uh, he's like, so what have you guys been up to for the last two and a half years or something? <laughs> It's that that one was great. This one, like there were definitely parts that got me. Like, I'm not going to say I just sat there stone faced the whole time. Yeah. But it feels like now he's in because of what's happened. He's had enough time where he's just in this solid echo chamber where like the people who like him, no matter what, are going are the people who are going to show up at it. it you and know, that's like, it, though. Right. So he's not getting a lot of pushback uh, and not really learning what doesn't work anymore. And that's kind of what I feel. I gotcha. What I feel like is happening. Yeah. But it's cool, like that. You know, you know, like, it's not cool that like, you you know, oh, cancel culture is fake, but it's like, it's weird that like, everyone was like, no, he's done. He's fucking done. And like, I mean, if you see the size of the, the theater that he's in when he films this, he is certainly not, not done. done. Yeah. And so it's like, you only, the, the power of like, you know, all of that really only stretches so far, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not that worried about it. Obviously, you know, you've heard my material, you know, uh, you know that I'm, I'm, uh, a dark, dark edge Lord mm -hmm. who lives in the, 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 the gutters and the, uh, what's it? The gallows gallows humor is, is my thing. I always just say this about Louis CK is I would probably never be his friend, but like, I would definitely go to a show to watch him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I get that way with a lot of like comedians too, where it's like, yeah, you just have to separate them from what they do. Well, it, it, it depends. Cause like there's even like, I mean, so like I used to be a really big R Kelly fan <laughs> and I, uh, before I really knew that much and I just kind of heard things. I was like, yeah, but I mean, the music's still great. Yeah. And he then it's funny. Oh yeah. He was really funny. Oh yeah. That's yeah. what people like didn't understand like about him is he was funny. Ooh. Obviously they didn't understand a lot of other things, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Once <laughs> I saw that documentary and I yeah. saw how bad it really was, I was like, I don't know if I can listen to this anymore. I mean, I still can listen to like, we listened to real talk the other day. Cause oh, yeah. that song is fucking funny. Yeah. I don't even know if I know a lot of R Kelly songs. I know. Um, uh, yeah, there, I mean, he has songs about like uh, let's go, let's go half on a baby. Like that's I've seen like the like the closet shit or whatever. You trapped know, in, the in the closet was great. That's closet. that's um, that's what made me an R. Kelly fan. Was like, holy shit, this is amazing. <laughs> it made me understand where Little Dicky came from for sure. Is when I saw that. Do you when you? I, so I'm not fam super. I only know Little Dicky from watching him. He's on a couple episodes of Eat Out America, and so that <laughs> that's what I've seen him on. Uh, he's got that show Dave with Andrew Santino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew, I knew That's about really that. That's really good. He just makes that same kind of 
it's that kind of storytelling comedic mm-hmm. style. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of him. I think he's really funny. Nice. He's been yeah. doing a lot of just garbage lately. Well, he seemed like a cool guy, you know, like, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Like he's talk, very funny. Like talking about people I would hang out with. I would definitely hang out with like Maddie Matheson and Benny Blanco. Like, I don't know shit yeah. about Benny Blanco's music. I don't know anything about his music, but he's hilarious. You would love Dave then. Cause he's, he's in actually a lot of it. Benny Blanco. Nice. Nice. He's a, uh, he's very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, you know, I'm it's, it's, it's comforting to me to know that, Hey, you know, Louie's doing okay, I guess. I mean, I hopefully he learned his lesson. He's not like jacking off in front of people who don't want him to. But yeah. I assume so. I assume it's probably hard for him to, you know, probably make a move. There's probably some freaks who are like, fuck yeah, jack off in front of me. And he probably jacks off in front of them. He's like, oh, sweet. I'm glad we found an arrangement. But like, well, that definitely wasn't the first time that happened. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, all right. Well, gentlemen. I guess now we'll do a good, uh, a good old fashioned ad break and uh, we'll come back in just a moment with more boomer memes featuring Noah Capita Pharaoh. All right. Well, uh, I'll just use this moment right ahead of the ad break to open this Christmas gift. Ooh, Christmas gifts that mm. since it kind of fits in with uh, it's it's a promo, you know, old uh, Lippman company, Lippman distribution. It's a it's a booze company sent. uh brew chat something but since brew chat is on hiatus for the holidays i just figured we'd open it on here fair enough i like uh i like gifts i like presents this yeah is like a receiving present. Is, i like uh, good i like presents i don't know are coming like i don't like the whole organized 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 uh you know, arranging, I'm going to buy you a thing and you're going to buy me a thing, but like, yeah. And make, you know, Amazon wish list. you know, exactly what's coming. It's kind of lame. That's why I always say like, just get, if you want to get me something, spend that amount of money on yourself. And that's my present to you. <laughs> and you don't have to do anything. Exactly. Right. It's the, Easy, it's the clean best, getaway. Best thing in the world. Ooh. What is Ooh. that? Looks like they've sent us some, uh, whiskey. It's yeah. Milky. It's some Ingram. River aged straight bourbon whiskey. Ooh. 105 proof. So I'm going to sample that. Yeah, go for it. Hmm. I am not drinking right now. So oh, yeah. go for it. Straight bourbon. I'm, I've been drinking a lot Burp of it up. I've been drinking a lot of rye whiskey lately. So I'm going to haven't had bourbon in a while. So I'm a little curious. That's a very clean smell. Goes down smooth. Goes down smooth. Hell yeah. <laughs> what you want old ingram is wait that's oh ingram river aged oh ingram oh ingram yeah river aged you want to take a swig what does that mean river yeah aged? river aged they put their barrels of whiskey on a barge and so it sort of floats and ebbs and flows with the river which i'm not sure huh. how but evidently that uh speeds up the aging process that's so, crazy. Because it's not just sitting static in a barrel. It's yeah. like moving around. No, I mean, that there. makes sense. Yeah. That's crazy. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. Huh. So, Mellow but anyway, taste. yeah, let's dig into that a little bit. So, uh, yeah, let's hit the regular ads and then we'll be right back. Breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement and the news you've been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they've successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 Tremor, which is now available for purchase in the U.S. and Canada. 
The new Tremor was just released only moments ago, and we are one of the few people to get our hands on it first. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code BREWCHAT. You see it there on the screen. If you're listening to it, it's B-R-E-W-C-H-A-T-T, no spaces, at manscaped.com. So yeah, go to manscaped.com. You can get 20% off and free shipping with code BREWCHAT. ExpressVPN. This is kind of a cross promo with uh, the other show that Ian and I do in Chaos We Trust, but we think privacy is super important. You should protect your privacy from the, uh, the, the Mongol horde that is Facebook that's coming to steal your data. Get on over to expressvpn.com slash in chaos we trust and you can get three free months. And uh, yeah, go check it out. It's very important to protect your privacy. Don't be a dumbass. Man, I love those ads. Those are the best ads. Honestly, ads are my favorite part of any podcast. I never skip past them. I always... I skip to them. I go, fuck this material, like... Well, no, 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 no. I like to, what I do is I go and I find them and I watch them first. Yeah. And then I go back and start a podcast <laughs> over so I get to experience them again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're, we're back. We're back. Um, Noah Capitafera is with us. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, Thank you for having me. So you're 21. That's crazy mm-hmm. young. I'm trying. How, uh, how what, what made you want to fucking become a comedian? Like what took me... 20 20 years to figure out i can't really do anything else and uh it's all i ever really wanted to do honestly that's well i was about to say like (laughs) the way you made it sound at first i was like yeah it's just sort of a last ditch thing what else have you tried what did you try and fail at um i mean it was more so that i just i always had like a realistic job that i wanted and then it was a dream job to be a comic but then that just started to sound sad at a certain moment you know yeah yeah i mean well i was going to school for network engineering and i I just completely dropped out i actually had a test and then i just didn't go it's funny it's funny you mentioned that i'm currently uh going on year eight of uh an it support job and uh you know, definitely there's a pathway up to network work engineering. I didn't, I never went to school for any of that, but uh, there's a pathway to, to get there without school. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty miserable. And now I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat where I'm like, let's uh, you know, cause I'm, I mean, you've still got a lot of, a lot of life ahead of you. You could still do some cool stuff. And actually I think it's, it's good that you're getting in now. I didn't start comedy till I was 28. Um, I and, tried to start years earlier, but I couldn't. Yeah. And it's, it's hard as hell to get in Asheville. There's not a club at all. And like, at like the comedy catch in Chattanooga, you know, there's that like 12 year old girl or something that goes up and like that would never happen in Asheville. I, I, every time I'd go somewhere just being 17 or 18, I would get kicked out of every single bar and not allowed to perform. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely like, uh, I, you know, I've being I've been around for 10 years in this town and I've seen definitely a lot of young people try Ben Levine's started but this is a real funny ben levine story so he started uh when and i may have told it on the show before so i apologize but it's just really funny ben's, yeah ben's awesome he's one of my favorites well so what's funny is he started when he was like 18 and he would come into jj's and was somehow not getting carded because he was smart and not trying to buy beer and he i uh i came one week where he was new it was like his second week up and everybody's like oh you got to watch this guy he's funny as shit and i watched him go up and he fucking slayed like second time ever doing comedy and then um 
in between that, he uh, apparently tried to buy a beer or ca- tried to get into a show like on a Saturday because he's like, I can get in. And he uh, got he got in and they card you at the door. Yeah. He somehow got in and then tried to buy a beer and they carded him at the bar. And that's when he got kicked out and banned. <laughs> banned? Well, you know, he's underage. Oh, damn. And uh, he, uh, I, that's right around the time I started my open mic that I used to run at, at Honest Pint mm-hmm. called Comedy Fight. And uh, he showed up and started doing that because we're like, look, it's, it's you know, the, the bar itself is all ages up until nine. So the show starts at eight. So if I put you on in the front half of it, you can do yeah, your you set and leave. That's cool of you to do. And, uh, you know, I want to give him a shot. And he's... He showed up, started showing up to comedy fight and just ate shit <laughs> and proceeded to eat shit until he turned 21. And then like coming back from the pandemic, I'm seeing a, like finally that old Ben that I remember from that first time I saw him. Hmm. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's fun. Like, here's a like. I'm not, I'm not shitting on him. Cause it's like it, I won't talk about a bad comic, but I'll talk about how a comic used to be bad. Cause we all used to be bad. Yeah. Uh, it's just funny. I'm how currently like, bad. He, uh, well, <laughs> you know, you'll get there someday, kiddo. <laughs> um, yeah, that was very backhanded. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, no, you're, you're funny. I wouldn't have had you on if you weren't, I would have been like, no, cause here's the thing. And this sounds elitist as shit, but I'm hesitant to like buddy up with comics who haven't impressed me yet just because doing it so long people come and go and if people aren't hitting and they're not figuring it out they're usually not going to be around long so it's not like it's it you know you'll, you'll make a good friend who you won't you won't be friends with soon because yeah. they're, they're not going to come around anymore so generally it's not like it's not like there's like an elitist like club that people are in but it's like look if you're funny and i think you're going to hang around i'll be more warm to you because you're going to be around for a while but if you're like kind of going up and eating shit and then you've been going up and eating shit for a while and not really gathering anything and going, okay, I need to fix what's wrong with me. I'm kind of going to be like, eh, but then you could be like some people who push through that. There's some people who I thought, yeah, this person's not going to make it. And then they, and I don't, I don't want to call anybody out, but there's definitely people who I had, like, they're not going to make it. And they're still around today and doing pretty well. So it's just practice. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I'm don't take too much advice from me because I'm obviously not making money at this. So, you know, it's, I can't really say too much, but, uh, that's a hard part about being the young comic in the room. A lot, a lot of people try to tell me advice and it's not that I don't appreciate it. I just personally believe there's no blueprint for this. You're right. And that a lot of the advice, like if it's stage advice, like I really appreciate that, like present stuff like that. But if it's about material, yeah, it's also not advice. It's just kind of insulting for people to be like, I don't like that joke. I don't know how to fix it or in your, I'm not you or know your voice, but like, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, like if I think of a punchline that I like, you're like if I hear someone set something up and I think of a punchline that I would say, I'll, 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 you know, be like, Hey, here's a, here's a tag yeah, if yeah. you want it. And if they don't take it, I don't care. I'm not like, you know, whatever, but I do like to give advice to people who are just starting out. Cause I think that like, I would have benefited from a lot of that, but no, I have definitely, I'm not saying I haven't benefited from it at all. Like well, I, I've definitely benefited from um, like 99% of it. Well, so a lot of it too, is like, you've got to kind of also f- find it on your own. Cause if it, if people hold your hand the whole way and show yeah. you everything you're and you don't sharpen your, some skills on your own, 
um, that's going to come back to catch up to you later. You know? Yeah. And so like I got into a conversation, uh, Bob, I got into a conversation with Ben Dalby about this. And Ben Dalby was like, he's like, I don't like to teach. New I just met anymore. him last night for the first time. He's great. He's one. Yeah, I want to get him on the show. He's one of my favorite. He's he probably is my favorite local comedian. I thought he, uh, it's very funny. Uh, I think he was doing a bit still not sure. Cause this just happened last night, but, um, I think, I don't know if we were too loud talking near the bathroom, but be, me and Ben Levine were hanging out there and he came over and uh, I, I think it was a bit because we had a conversation. I got his phone number afterwards, but uh, he was, he was, uh, he's funny because he commits to something when yeah. he's like doing a bit. He had me very, I w- walked outside and I was like, is Ben like going to follow me to like my car, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> No, he's a, very funny, very nice guy. That's a term of endearment. He's just following you out there to hug you before you go. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's a, he's funny. But yeah, he but he was he was saying like I was telling him about how like I was trying to like invite more young comics out when I was running the mic. He's like, come early and I'll tell you like you know how to structure a joke and not just go up and be funny like you are for your friends, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that for people who are just starting out. And uh, he was like, no one told me that, so I don't, I don't see what you telling them is going to do. I'm like, yeah. well, that's, that's fair. But also like, I want a good vibrant scene. So I want to help get any kids that are getting into it. I want to give them a jump start if I can, as long as they, you know, and like, and I always, and I, but I always add the caveat too, where it's like, look, I'm also not making money at this. So if you figure out a different way that works other than what I'm telling you go with that. Cause like you said, there's no, there's absolutely no blueprint. Like the real lesson, the, the real uh, treasure was the friendship we made along. No, the real treasure <laughs> is uh, that that's actually the key to life as, as a whole. There's no blueprint for any of this yeah. shit. Like we're brought up in this system where we're told that there's this expectation and that there's a certain way to do things. And there's certain like there's these paths, you know, you go to school, you go to college. And but like now that I think like. The millennials, especially the Zoomers now are like figuring out that like, oh, man, there's we can kind of do this any way we want to as long as we get it done. Like, yeah, I mean, life is at everyone else's pace. Everyone has a different pace for how they do things. It's not my personal beliefs about like going to school and stuff like that. So I don't really, you know, I don't really think uh, it changes that much about you. I don't yeah. think it makes you any smarter, to be honest with you. But uh, the, the most of the d- the dumbest people I've ever met have been very well educated in school. Yeah, yeah. Well, so um, I had not my- saying that everyone well educated is dumb, but <laughs> right, right. No, no, no. My uh, my history uh, teacher in eleventh grade kind of kind of like blew my mind with this shit. But he was like, "Look, a lot of the smartest people you know are going to be the dropouts this year." And I'm like, "All the all school, all the public education system is." is a organization it's a filing system for people what an a student is isn't necessarily the smartest it's the person who's best at following directions they can sit in an uncomfortable desk for eight hours a day and do what they're told yeah they, they are an a they get an a for that um, a b student is not quite as good uh, an f student isn't necessarily dumb they're just really bad at sitting in an uncomfortable desk and doing what they're told for eight hours a day hmm. and so you know the fact that he was just laying this on us like it was like holy shit that's you know, really kind of changes my outlook on things. Cause I was always the kid who like, I could, I would sleep through class and not do homework, but then I'd ace every test. So I was just that, that kind of kid. So you knew, yeah, like exactly. You were like not dumb. It was just school. It's just, you just weren't into school. Yeah. I weren't, I wasn't interested in what the, well, it's, I felt like I was like, I don't know. I felt like I got dealt a bad hand in a few places and I should have been like in a better situation doing more challenging things instead. But 
part of that's my own fault. And I like me and me and a couple friends were like that. And then we were like way too late. We had a conversation where like, you know, if we were really so smart, we just would have shut up and played the game, you know, <laughs> and gotten the A's and fucking. No, I get know, that. Yeah. If we were really so like, cause we always like, well, I'm too smart for this shit. Like, they, you know, you take a class and they give you a test at the beginning of the year to see how much you already know. And I would make like a solid C plus on that test. I'm like, can I just take a C plus and move to the next class? <laughs> and they'd be like, no, you have to sit through a year of this and we're going to try and get that C plus up to an A. And I'm like, I'm not interested in that, but sorry. Enough about me. I'm, no, I get that. I relate uh, to that. So you, so you said that you wanted to be a comic like your whole life, basically. Right. Mm. Um, what, what, what spawned that? Did, like, was there, did you have influences or was it just something you liked? You were funny at a party once and it just, the, the bug bit you or what? What's- I don't know. Cause I was really shy growing up and I didn't really, I was the kid alone at the lunch table. So I don't really know. I think about that a lot and I don't know what spawned it. I just kind of, I think, I think I just found it on my own and I just spent, you know, you know what it was is I probably, I spent a lot of time watching movies and TV growing up. And that was like all I had to do. And I think it was probably like just I just stumbled across someone special that was on a DVD. You knew who it was, you know, like who you're. I do know. I don't like to tell people because they always give me a hard time for it. It was Jeff Dunham. And I was very young, oh, no, in yeah. my opinion. So like uh, and I still love Jeff Dunham. I yeah, think he's very talented. No, there's nothing wrong with that. No, like as a kid, <laughs> like I had Jeff Foxworthy CDs and I would like love that. Shit. Yeah, so Jeff, I don't understand why people shit on comics like on like. I just don't get it. Like Larry, the cable guy, I probably wouldn't like him, but I've heard he's probably crushed in arenas. He had to have. Yeah. Yeah. So he can't not be funny. Well, you know, he had a short lived film career there and like, yeah, he did the early two thousands. He's that tomato dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, like that, that's always sort of my take too, is it's like, and it's sort of like I was saying about Louie earlier. It's like, look, you can, like when people try to say that someone is objectively not funny, that always no. bugs me. Cause if, I'm like, look, thousands, if not millions of people think they're funny. Like, do I, is, is Larry the cable guy, someone I seek out? No, not necessarily, yeah. but you know, like I'm not a bit, I don't, I, I acknowledge that Ron White is probably hilarious, but I don't really seek him out either. Yeah, you know? exactly. But I know he, he, he at least hangs with comics that I like. So it's like, I kind of want to give him the more of the benefit of the doubt, but I also know, um, just from people I know who've worked at certain places, he used to come to Chattanooga all the time. Oh, and when really? he'd come to Chattanooga, he'd come to CBC, and apparently he was a huge dick to people. And he was, oh. <laughs> so, which I mean, look, fucking rock star it up. I also heard, uh, and this this is a thing um, that happens probably more often than than maybe it should. And, you know, I don't really, I'm not like saying it, but I've, I heard that uh, I definitely know from one comic who said they sold a joke to Ron White for like. I think it was like five grand and it's like, yeah, it was cool to have $5,000. But then when you see that joke on Netflix and you realize how much he's making for it, it's like, is that, and you're also like, what is even him at this point? Yeah. If I, if I ever knew that I probably wouldn't watch them again because I wouldn't know. And like, what was real? Well, it depends. Like if they punch it up and do it, like change it. And like, you're like, I like your premise. The fact that they cared enough to like, pay for it and not just steal it outright from that's some, true but that's something i like like i don't know that i would ever want to buy jokes but like i like guess like kind of like i was talking about earlier about you know giving people pointers um or tags i guess offering up it like hey i got a tag for yeah, that yeah, yeah like sometimes i feel like like ben levine whispered a fucking joke into my ear and i'm not going to repeat it because it's really <laughs> fucking it's it's my kind of joke 
And uh, I laughed like I felt bad. There was a comic on stage and I was like, I got to go out back because I'm going to fucking I'm laughing, not at their set. And I went out back and laughed really hard. And I was like, dude, you got to do that fucking joke. Do that joke. <laughs> he went up on stage and did it and fucked up the timing on it. And it just bombed and fell flat. <laughs> but it's the funniest fucking joke. And like. I wish to God I could, because I was also, I don't have the same lived experience. So it, it would just be me lying and telling a joke because I can tell it. But it's like, man, I would crush with that fucking joke. Like, I would, Ben should let me buy that joke. <laughs> he can't tell it and I can't. Come on. But, yeah. uh, but he's it's just, it's, a, it's his though. It's totally his. It's a weird element though. Like, I only, I think I've only really taken like one tag that someone's given to me. Andrew Ledbetter gave me a tag and a joke, but every time I say it, it just feels I know where it comes from and it makes me feel weird, like mm. that it's not me, you know. Well, I mean, you know, you can there's there's ways you can like like kind of like the 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 easiest way I know to explain what I'm what where my thought is on this is like um how I name like non-player characters or like fictional cities in a DD game. And what I'll do is there's there's you know, you go to in, like Google and you can type in random name generator and there's like hundreds that'll come up. So I'll go to one of those and I'll generate a few names and I'll find something I kind of like, and then I'll change it a little more so that it's like, you know, like, I'm sorry, I'm a little gassy. That's a, happens when I drink beer. Uh, so I'll find something say like, I'll find a city and it'll be like, okay, this is Ganadar. I'm like, well, I don't kind of like Ganadar, but we'll go Galadar. Okay. So I'll take what they gave me and then change it. I get that. So like, I think that if you, you know, if, if say, if someone gives you a tag, it's yours, you can use it, but I, that doesn't mean just take it wholesale, you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. say like, okay, the point that they're making, but like a lot of times I feel like a lot of people who, who offer me tags go with more like the surface level of the joke and not what the joke is really saying that really adds to it. So I, I'm kind of with you and I, I'm, I'm iffy about ever using some just because it's like if you got the joke and I feel like that tag really is like, oh, shit, I should. Yeah, like you that. get the theme of it. Exactly. Then. But if it's just strictly about, I don't know. You you meet some fucking morons at a lot of these shows. Yeah, <laughs> they're not comics. Is my point. Oh yeah, no, people I don't like come up to you and tell you like jokes you should add. No, that, I don't. I don't. I don't listen to people who aren't comics. <laughs> that, that's yeah. that's a big like yeah like the the best thing. I, I I it's one of those things where I think everyone should try and do like one open mic just so you kind of have a feeling for it. The same way I feel like everyone should work like one service industry job just so you know like what people have to go through but like i don't think everyone should stick with it I'm yeah. like give it a year and if you haven't figured it out in a year maybe maybe it's not for you <laughs> yeah no like i don't i don't take tags from from uh, non-comics because they, they th those are almost never good <laughs> i'm like how about this that's different enough from my joke why don't you write it down and go on stage and tell it and see how that works out for you yeah I, uh, that's been very, that's something cause I've been, uh, very, my, my car broke down actually recently. I've been very stuck in Chattanooga doing stand up and, uh, I don't, I'm not liking a lot. It's the audience members scare me each week, you know, yeah. each place. It's not every place, but at least at one mic each week, there's somebody that does or says something or we have now of, I feel like a heckler each week. Really? Yeah, somewhere. I, I've kind of just been sticking to JJ's and it's been pretty good for me, but JJ's can get those two for sure. So, uh, so you're, you said you're stuck in Chattanooga. What's, uh, so what's Asheville scene like these days? Like I've, I've never been to Asheville. It's not, they don't have a club. They have the orange peel is like a theater that they have there, but it's, they don't really do comedy shows there unless it's like somebody big. 
and even that it's like an all standing room. So they just bring in folding chairs. It's not really, you know, anything special. Everything is done at, uh, bars and clubs and shit like that. But, and it's not the best. There's definitely like, there's, I'll say there's probably 20 or 30 comics in Asheville and maybe four or five of them are really funny. Yeah. Like I, w- one thing I'll say, and this, I, you know, post COVID, I don't know. Cause I haven't been out really out of Chattanooga much post COVID. Um, but like pre COVID Chattanooga was kind of special in a way. I think it's cause we're such a hub city mm. that we, uh, because like, you know, we're like a two hour, three hour drive from all these different places that all came, would come here and do comedy. So we'd get exposed to all these comics from these other cities. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And Asheville brings in exactly. And nobody's going through Asheville and like they're, they're, you know, featuring or opening for someone big, maybe two or three times a year, you know? And it's like, it's an outdoor show or something, something in somebody huge that like very few people like Hillary Begley, is very very funny from Asheville, but like she she'll get everything because like there's not a lot of funny people there, you know. Yeah. Art uh, Stuvant is very funny. Oh, I know him. Yeah. Um, I didn't know he was from Asheville. That's cool. Yeah. I know, just not. I didn't know Hillary was from there either. Yeah. I don't know if she's from there, but that's where she lives at now. Okay. Okay. Same thing with Art. They're very funny. There's just a lot of Asheville's one of those very left leaning places where. Uh, it's the only place I've ever been booed. Yeah. I, I wonder how um, I would fly out there because I know I... I uh, it would be hard. Yeah. I mean, sometimes though it's... I we- get booed there. Well, it's it's weird. <laughs> it's weird because sometimes I get weird reactions. Like, um, I think one of the worst reactions I've had in a while was when I did uh, Jeff's show. Um, and it wasn't even a bad... I don't think that was a bad set. Oh, I, w- I remember. I was, I was at that one. That was like... That was not on you at all, though. The types of people that go into that particular show, they're very cool people, but they're not comedy fans at yeah. all. They don't know. They just... Jeff... T- they probably met Jeff, and yeah. Jeff told them about it, you know? Well, I know there was two ladies in the front who definitely wanted to interact with everybody. I don't think they were trying to heckle, necessarily. They just didn't realize they weren't part of the show. Um, but, like... You know, I didn't go over as well there as I had been, um, but I will say I did my uh, let there be Frank joke about uh, the trans joke. And uh, I, I liked did, that one. That one. Yeah, that one didn't get laughs. It got applause. And so that that, that kind of stuff happens in weird rooms. That well, that's how you can tell. Yeah. It's the applause. No real cloud like crowd fucking applause. Yeah. That's, that's not something they do. The, actually, the last that it's always at Bode, too, you'll get. Uh, weird people the last time I was there this this lady that was sat front row had gone around to almost every comic and said that they were punching down and they were being like what they do is irresponsible and awful and I purposely got up and walked to the bathroom and walked back so I could hear what she wanted to say to me she tried to stop me first of all hug me I'm not a big fan of that how like people will try to especially older women will try to uh pull you in close and um she she said like she she said i was the only one she liked and that made me more angry i think if that would have she would have said that she liked me because 
especially because all the comics are my friends. You know, you're kind of just saying that my friends aren't funny. Right. And that they're bad people because you didn't like their ha ha moments, you know? Yeah. I wa- I was, I did a house show one time and uh, it was, it was a local house show. So it was all locals. And it was basically, it was this thing where um, every local, it was like we, every local can go up and do a minute. And it was sort of, you know, that was, that was fun. That's uh, cool. I, I just went up and told like, uh, like knock, knock jokes. Quick and, shit. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but like, Elijah went up and he did, you know, some of his normal stuff, but then uh, I don't remember specifically what the jokes were, but I, I was standing like, I was waiting on the bathroom, I think standing in the hallway and this one lady was leaving and she had, you know, the bangs and the, the thick glasses. So, you know, like she, it was that type of chick. And, uh, she looked at Elijah and was like, I just want you to know your set was very racist. Oh my God. Elijah. <laughs> Elijah. Yeah. So like, I didn't think of it until after she left. I'm, I kicked myself, but I want like now, what I wish I had said to her was I, I wish I had said, ma'am, trust me. Okay. Elijah is not a racist. I know Elijah very well and I am very racist. He, <laughs> he doesn't come to, he doesn't come to any of the meetings. He's he, <laughs> it's what I wish I said to her, but I didn't, I didn't think of it that I'm not that quick witted. There's a, uh, it's weird guys, guys will do, like they'll unload shit on you the audience members that are and it's all drunk people these are all drunk people too these aren't people that are like they definitely don't have 401ks they don't like they don't even know where they are most of the time um that lady were you at jj's that one night when that lady that thought there was a raccoon chasing her outside came inside uh-uh. she was walking around in inter- it was during elijah's set and i was actually hosting that night and uh elijah was really funny because he just kind of stood there for three minutes and stared at her and didn't really say anything <laughs> and he turns he turns to me off the stage and he goes this doesn't count to any of my time by the way <laughs> uh but it she was running around she was screaming she was convinced there was a raccoon that was going that was waiting for her and every time someone would try to come in she would like push the door closed to try to keep him out so wow. she's like you're gonna let him in wow yeah that's good old chattanooga tennessee everybody that's downtown though to yeah. be fair yeah people always talk about how like violent and how many shootings there are and i know that they happen but like it's never like as bad as you just get like crazy shit like that happening that's that's more common your homeless people are a different breed here than in nashville they're strategic and they're they're smart it's very interesting i the first time i went to bode there was this couple that was arguing about like it was this woman and this guy and they're saying this woman's like get your shit get out of here i i hate you i hate you and this guy is like i don't need you bitch and he would walk he walked over to me and asked me for some money to like get away and uh i was convinced and then i saw that happen that same argument between those same people happened three more times and i don't think they break up that often I, I would have never seen something like that in Asheville. That's incredible to me. And they kind of deserve it. They should get cast in something because they're very talented. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's the only place I've ever been that has like the most animated homeless people or when I say animated, I mean, aggressively violent uh, was Portland. Back in my my music days, we went out there and like literally people would ask you for change. And then when you don't give them change, they get furious at you and it's not not just like okay god bless you it's like fuck you you know like okay like this one guy we parked our van on a bridge so we could go walk around portland see the city Mm -hmm. and uh, when we get back to our van we all get in 
the driver, our bass player, cuts on the uh, headlights and starts the van. Turns out a guy had gone to sleep in, in front of our van, in between that and the car in front of him. Got up and was pissed that we woke him up and was like banging on the <laughs> side. We're like, let's get out of here. So I've never been anywhere that was quite like that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Chattanooga is it's wild. Um, it's it's a lot of stuff goes on. Um, speaking of Chattanooga, I got to ask you. Uh, we already mentioned some some good comics out of Asheville. Uh, who do you think is the worst comic in Chattanooga? <laughs> Name names. Let's go. Let's talk shit. No one listens to the show. You'll be fine. <laughs> um, you know, I definitely have some people that aren't my favorites. But no, you don't have to do that. I'm, no, I'm just of course, giving you of course. Hard time. No, I'm just. Uh, I do really. I probably I've four or five people that I would say are my top favorite, and uh, but that changes a lot too, and yeah. it changes very weekly because I see them every. I feel like every two or three days. You're talking about comics you like, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. Like for a long time, Reed was Reed Landry was. I thought he was hands down the funniest guy in town. Yeah, um, he's still hilarious. I'm, when I talk about people, like I, I think other people are funnier. It's not that that the other person's less funny. It's just no. I've seen someone now. Now that's new to you. Yeah, exactly. Like they're right doing now, stuff that's different now. Right now, it's Ben Dalby. I've, ben Dalby is probably my favorite really? local comic. Um, I'll tell him that to his face, and he'll be he'll call me a liar. But I think it's true. So, other than uh, comedy, you do anything else with your time? You you have? Um, I don't do tons i work a lot and i play video games that's pretty much it you ever thought about like twitch streaming or anything like that yeah i used to actually when i was young that's but i i kind of i feel like i burned myself out online when i was very young because i tried to do like i was one of those kids on youtube with the old capture card the component capture cards like when i was like nine ten and I remember getting called awful things then and not and doing it for years and it not going anywhere and just being like, eh. at this point, anytime someone tells me to like make something, it's like, I would love to do that. I would really love to do that, but I don't know if I have like the commitment to do it anymore. Yeah. yeah I mean, I definitely, uh, I try to do a lot of different things. You know, obviously like I started with music and that did okay you know we, we i used to be in a pretty pretty famous band i don't know if i've ever told you what? that before yeah we were we were a little bit uh we did we we, were, we got a little bit of mtv not much oh, but really? a, little, a little bit of mtv we were, we were background music on uh parental control an episode of parental control the dating show oh wow toward the country a bunch and then uh and then can now, you pay for my gas money man no <laughs> no i was gonna say i did all that look at me now look where that gets you if you want to be like this guy chase your dreams you, can, you too can achieve it <laughs> well i mean it's uh, entertainment is very interesting like that that you meet a lot of people that you think are going to change your life and then they just go home and they don't really do anything mm-hmm. my third week here i met jill kimmel and i thought that was fucking crazy and i was like this is jimmy kimmel's like sister and then you know, I don't even think she watched my set. Yeah, no. <laughs> you, yeah. One thing that it took, like, I mean, I kind of like part of why I don't like, like when I talk about my lack of hustle from the beginning where I wasn't like really asking for a lot of stuff. Um, I noticed very early on that like the comedians who like come to JJ's or get booked in town, they're there to work. They're not like, they're not also talent scouts. They're yeah, not gonna, yeah, exactly. And like, so I think like, you know, a, a degree of like being sociable and like saying, Hey, I like your set and like networking is fine. Yeah. It's about networking. It's not about like getting, there's no Netflix, Netflix executives, even at like, even in probably, you know, Nashville and like Zanny's or it's hard to, hard to make it. Yeah. I mean, you, 
like you also don't want to be like a punisher. You don't want to be like someone who's talking to the person who they don't like, like right after someone gets off stage, don't immediately go bombard them. Like I, I always try to not yeah. do that. Like I always like, let me give them space to air out. And like, like what's cool is like, you know, like I don't, I don't like try. I don't like you'll see other comics when like bigger comics are in town. Like JJ's used to be a little bit more of a hot spot than it is now. I'm hoping it comes back when more people get back out on the road again. But um, like, I think I said like two or three things to Doug Stanhope at JJ's one time, but I didn't like, that's wanna, cool. I wasn't up his ass. Um, Nikki Glazer was there one time. I, oh shit. I didn't like, you know, I left her to her, her devices, but like a lot of times you'll see people who are kind of famous and then, you know, other, all the other locals will like crowd around them. And like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, you guys. don't want to be that kind of, no, you don't want to be that dude. Those are not also the people that, you can always tell they're bothered. But uh, because I was, I guess, a chill dude, Duncan Trussell actually came and sat down next to me and was like, what's up, man? I'm like, oh, that's oh. cool. And I wasn't like I wasn't on the show. I just went, went to see him. I was just there and I was out back packing a bowl. <laughs> and he was like, oh, what's up, dude? I'm like, oh, hey, you want to get in on this? He's like, no, no. You just how, how, how's your night going? I'm like, I'm oh, pretty good. And I fucking had a pleasant conversation with that's Duncan cool. Trussell. And that's all that that kind of thing is going to make me always like like him where I'm like, hey, that, you know, that was that was it, it was human, you know? Yeah. But also I wasn't trying to fucking treat him like a non-human, you know? So I think that, that, that factors into it too, but that's always something I try to remember. So that's my advice to you, kiddo is uh, <laughs> don't, uh, don't suck any dick that doesn't plop itself on your forehead. <laughs> I was, I actually, when I lived in Asheville, uh, I had this job for a long time at uh, this historical hotel there. And whenever anyone would come and play our, uh, US, now a U.S. Cellular Center, but it used to be just an old civic center. Uh, I thankfully got to meet a lot of very famous people and learn that they are very boring, very... Jerry Seinfeld was pretty boring. Yeah. Um, I don't know a lot of people, too. That was my issue, especially growing up. Uh, I didn't know a lot of people. Like, I, I had a very nice conversation with Sabrina Williams, and then someone told me who she was, and I was like, oh, like, I didn't know who that was for... You know, well, yeah, I've met two separate members of Fleetwood Mac. Oh, yeah. And had no idea until <laughs> after on two separate occasions. <laughs> like, yeah, it just doesn't register with you. Yeah. Well, and especially if it's like a like if, if it's if they're there in like a professional capacity. Oh, yeah. They're they're there to work. And, you know, and, and like or like generally like I have to imagine that you once you hit a certain level of fame, you just get fucking tired of just talking to everybody. Yeah, I can imagine. And so like I try not to be one of those people. I always try to be like, yeah, you know, like if, if they if, want to talk to you, they will. If it's someone who I really appreciate their work and really want to like say something, I'll just I'll just go and just like, hey, I don't want to bother you fucking awesome and i'll get that's a good that's a, a good, good way to do it have a good night and i'll like let them i'll fuck off i'll fuck right off or like if i see someone like in a bar or something i'm not going to go over to their table i'll be like hey get their next round on me and well that's also you know that's what they would like too right that's the perfect way to respect somebody like that right where someone's like oh shit then my drink is free yeah that guy got it over there and i'll just wave and then i'm not gonna go talk to that's yeah. not my invitation to have a conversation but if they want to come over and say hi they can yeah it's up to them i don't you know the that, comic fist bump that's and that's uh, yeah that's kind of like to me is just like i don't know you like i said i just try not to, try, try not to be a punisher i try not to be someone who like is a hassle to deal with yeah um and i think that that's i don't know it's it, it, 
I, I, I worry that I've ridden back too far on that line for too long where I'm like, I'm going to stay completely out of the way and be a wallflower. And now I've got to like, oh, no, I do have to be a little bit assertive with some people. But yeah. But you also that that's a cool feeling to be like when they do recognize you and you never said anything, you know, and you're right. just kind of sitting in the background. That's pretty cool. Hell yeah. Well, <laughs> we're uh, we're about at an hour, so uh, oh, nice. let's uh, let's go do some comedy. Um, before we do that, what, what you got going on? What's what's going on with in the world of Noah Capitaferro? Nothing. Uh, I have social media. Noah won't cap on Instagram. Um, I don't think I have a Twitter anymore, but it's mostly just Instagram and Facebook. My first and last name is Noah Capitaferro on Facebook. But besides that, it's pretty December's a slow month for comedy, especially in the old chat. Yeah, I don't have so, anything going on. Which which mics are you usually at? Oh, well, I have my mic. If you guys uh, at Barley's every Wednesday at nine o'clock, you guys should come to that. We're at JJ's tonight. Actually, is where we're going to go to right after this. It's Thursdays at nine and uh, Exile off of Main Street at Monday and Pax Brewroom on Tuesdays. That's pretty much where I'm normally at. <laughs> all, all the mics, all of them. That's where you can find me. Well, hell yeah! Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. We'll uh, yeah. have to do it again sometime. Um, if you ever do a show, I'll I'll gladly uh, grace you with my presence. Bring my audience to you. Thank you, sir. Um, I would love love to. Speaking of my audience, you guys listening, I need you guys to do me a solid and go follow us on Instagram at Boomer Memes Pod. Uh, you can email us at boomermemespod at gmail.com. You can uh, f- follow me on Instagram at Scenic City Slaughter or Scenic City's Laughter. It's spelled the same way, however you want to think of it. Um, I'm on Twitter at I am Sharp Official, and all those places have a link tree with all sorts of fun links where you can get all sorts of fun things and find out about all sorts of fun events. Um, also, join the Discord so that we can talk shit while I'm at work all day and <laughs> share memes and do fun stuff like that. And and I'm going to talk you into qu- quitting Facebook. And that's really the uh, that's going to be my mantra, I think, going forward is uh, quit Facebook. And, uh, you know, if, if you want to quit your church, too, that's also good. Facebook's more important at this point, I think. <laughs> Um, all right, guys. Um, thanks for listening. This has been episode seventeen. Um, we're gonna we're gonna fucking crank this out. Crank out another BM. Yeah.